In honor of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you can get all of The Athletic's great writing and podcasts for just a dollar a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash the update. The deal goes until midnight on Monday the 29th to unlock our very best price of the year. Just one dollar a month for new subscribers. For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Kate Scott, the voice of the Philadelphia 76ers, about the Sixers coming to town to take on your Golden State Warriors tonight at Chase Center. The Warriors at 15-2, and two, the best team in the NBA, taking on the 76ers at 10-8, and eight, coming off a win Monday night against the Sacramento Kings after the firing of Luke Walton. They've got to be believing this is an underachieving 76ers team. Though they've dealt with a rash of injuries, they're expecting Joel Embiid back sometime after this road trip. All things we can talk about with Kate Scott, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, November 24th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the update the former host of the update, Kate Scott. She's, of course, the voice of the Philadelphia 76ers, and you can catch her all over the place doing college football. You can talk just about anything with Kate, but Kate, I think the number one thing I want to hit on is the dinners that you and Mike Golick have when you are traveling (laughs) the country covering college football. Every Is it every Friday I'm getting these meals that you guys are posting in some different college town? Oh, Copes, it is so great to be back on with you, buddy. First of all, hello. And yes, oh my goodness. I'm not ashamed to say that I've put on between 5 to 10 pounds since the college football (laughs) season started the first week of September because we started as a college football tour. But as you mentioned, we have just turned into a college food tour. I get more responses to our – because we meet up every Friday afternoon flying in from our respective cities, wherever the heck we are. We have a great dinner on Friday night, and then we have a great breakfast on Saturday. And then we call our football games Saturday afternoon or evening – and then we all fly back to our respective cities on Sunday, and then we do it again. So I'm very sad that uh, this Friday and Saturday are our final weekend together. I can't believe it's already week 13 of the college football season. But, yes, my friend, it has been so much fun. Mike Golick is amazing, and uh, your girl needs to go on a, on a January diet like everybody else will do. That's a great plan for future Kate. Future Kate seems like the perfect <laughs> woman to handle the uh, the shaving off five or ten. But this Kate right now, exactly. I got to know, what has been the best meal around the country that you've stopped and had? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah, really, really good question. Because as you've seen, again, we, we try to lean into the local fair. I went to my first Waffle House, had a blast. That was great. People were very upset that I actually went to Waffle House at breakfast because apparently <laughs> you're supposed to debut at like two in the morning after a drunken night of fun. Apologies there. Mm, we had a really delicious meal in Athens, Georgia. We got to see the Georgia Bulldogs week two or three. And oh my goodness, if they don't win the national championship, I'm going to be very surprised. I was very happy that I got to take my guys to one of the few stops I knew. We were in Colorado a couple weeks ago and the bus in Boulder who not only has a great saying, right, come dine in the buff, but they just have great breakfast, too, and really big, hearty things. Gosh, I should have a better answer, but as you know, Adam, everything starts to run together at a certain point. Okay, here we go. We had a really good barbecue in Starkville, Mississippi, way back at the beginning of the season, too. Really good barbecue, and your girl loves good barbecue. So uh, I'll shout out to uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Cowbell. Ring the cowbell. 
Make sure you follow her because she's putting out all the good meals to have around the country when she's covering college football on the weekends. But she's also calling basketball games. Is it is it still surreal, Kate? Have you have you found your your ground yet? Have you uh, you settled in as the play by play announcer for the 76ers? Is it is it still feeling like um, it's a brand new gig, or, or how has this been the approach for this season for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it still sounds crazy to have you say that, Adam. It's I have, cool. It's really I'm cool. Not- yeah settled in at all. It's, it's crazy. I mean, yes and no, right? It's really hard because I'm talking to you today from my third different Airbnb that I've been in so far. <laughs> the wife and pup are still back in Oakland. They're going to be making news in January. As we just discussed, I'm leaving every single Friday morning, flying somewhere in the country, flying back on Sunday, usually calling a Sixers game on Monday, like I did last night. So we called the Kings game and, uh, we called it from the studio because we're one of the crews not traveling yet. So we didn't even tip off till 10 o'clock last night. Didn't even get home until one in the morning. Didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. So I'm kind of just in the most full on of sprints possible. But at the same time, like today, it's an off day between Kings and Warriors. That's when we're chatting. And I'm just diving into Philly. So I'm going to walk around, grab a coffee from a, a new coffee spot that I haven't tried yet. Maybe grab a car and just kind of drive around to some neighborhood that I don't know, grab a meal there because, you know, it's not often that we get the opportunity to just dive into a new city and have the time to actually explore. So I'm having so much fun doing that. Shockingly, the fans in Philly have been Way more welcoming than I imagined. <laughs> I thought, you know, we all know we all know the stereotypes out in the Bay, but so far, everybody's loving the fact that you know me. I mean, I, I just try to dive in and have fun and be energetic and love the team and the sport. So that seems to be working so far. So I think I'm settling in as much as I can with how crazy my life is. But as far as wrapping my head around the fact that. I'm now the television voice of the Sixers. I haven't done that. And I think that's probably serving me well right now because I think if I did, I might get overwhelmed and just kind of curl up and be rocking back and forth in the corner. (laughs) But instead, (laughs) I'm just taking every day like, this is awesome. I get to call a Sixers-Warriors game in less than 24 hours. How great is this? But I'm sure in January, when things start to slow down, I'll process. And then, yeah, I'll probably call back and be like, Adam, I need your help, bud. Do you know what just happened the last three months of my life? But uh, for right now, it's great. <laughs> you come back and listen to the podcast, and, and you'll you'll get a little refresher <laughs> yeah. on, on where you've been and what you've been doing. Let's talk some Sixers ball. Uh, I imagine you don't need quite as much prep for the Warriors. It was the team you were here covering for for so many years, and a little brush up on them. Let's start with that, actually, with the Warriors. Are you surprised at how quickly this thing has turned around for them? Not at all, man. I mean, I think a lot of people who probably – weren't following the team as closely as you and I have the past couple of years might be, but you know, I mean, they had the pieces and we always talk about it. It's a cliche in sports, right? The last couple of years with the team not being where Warriors fans wanted them to be. Oh yeah. The invaluable experience these guys are getting that's BS, but look at it now. It's all coming to fruition, right? Jordan Poole getting the extra minutes, Kavon Looney being needed more, Andrew Wiggins slowly but surely finding himself last season, and now you've got Steph 3.0 playing out of his head, Clay coming back soon, you know, so I'm not surprised at all just because the pieces were already in place. They just kind of got jumbled up a little bit the last few years, and, you know, Draymond finding his joy again. You just had a feeling they were going to have at least one, if not a couple more runs in them because of the pieces they have. So not surprised at all, and just wish – 
Just wish my Sixers now were firing, you know, on all cylinders coming into the game tomorrow night. But as you know, they're not so far. But still, beat the Kings on Monday, so this should be a good one. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Good win over the Kings, 102-94. That was the the Luke Walton exit game, Al Gentry's uh, debut as the head coach, and the Philadelphia 76ers did a nice job of spoiling that. They're 10-8 and eight right now. Tell Warrior fans and Bay Area people who are going to the game or paying attention to this game on Wednesday night what they're going to get from Philadelphia because they opened the season 8-2. and two. They were one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference. Then at one point they rattle off five straight losses. No Ben Simmons, no uh, Joel Embiid due to COVID-19 coming into the game on Wednesday night. Who do we need to know about? Is it Tyrese Mack? out of Kentucky who's having a great season so far. Give us a little scope or a window into what's going on with Philadelphia. Yeah, it is, Adam. This guy is so much fun, and he reminds me so much, not in the same way he plays, but but the joy that Steph plays with, Tyrese Maxey has that. He's the guy who's been tasked with stepping in and running the show with no Ben Simmons. He just turned 21 a couple of weeks ago, Adam. This is his second year. He hasn't played point guard in a long time. And you'll see when he's out there on Wednesday. He reminds me a little bit of Steph, but he has the Leandro Barbosa. I always want to say beep, beep when he's driving to the hoop because he just like hits the nitro button and has a different speed where he blows by everybody. But he always has a smile on his face even when he's not playing that great. But the consistency that he has showed so far early in this season, that was what my partner Allah said. He said, listen, the hardest thing to do when you're young is be consistent. So after his first like 20-point game and the first week of the season, Allah said, that was great. Now let's see if he can maintain because that's something that veterans learn to do because they learn all the things it takes to be able to do that. But so far, Tyrese has just been sensational. So he's one to keep an eye out on. As for the great start, as you mentioned, eight and two, and then got hit with the the COVID. The guys are vaccinated, but there was a breakthrough case. Tobias Harris, who's kind of our Robin to Joel's Batman, he's really consistent too, can give you 20 and 10 on a good night. So he was the first to go out. And then it was Matisse Steibel, who some folks who follow the Pac-12 may know, great defensive stopper, maybe can give you 10 points a game, but one of the best blocks and steal artists in the NBA. Then he went out, then Joel got it. So that led to the five-game skid. And the reason I said it was a great win over the Kings on Monday, because I'm sure a lot of Warriors fans are rolling their eyes at that, we were down four starters. So Seth Curry and Tobias, who were both back from the COVID protocols, both set out with, you know, kind of nicks on Monday. I'm sure if they were playing the Warriors, both guys would have played. But we only had one guy started last night. Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and Joel Embiid all out. So the fact that they were still able to get the victory um, was pretty great. So that was a very long answer. What I will say to conclude it is there are a lot of similarities to me as someone who covered the Warriors for a very long time as, as a fan and also as a journalist. There's a lot of the same pieces. There's the star in the Joel Embiid. Unfortunately, he won't be back. There's the youngsters who are starting to find themselves like Tyrese Maxey. There's a couple of guys, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, Furkan Korkmaz, some role players that you know are so important coming off the bench. And if they can get going, it's kind of one of those lookout things. And then veterans, Andre Drummond, the backup center who played out of his head on Monday night. (laughs) You know, Danny Green's a favorite of mine, George Niang, the minivan, the best nickname, in my opinion, in the NBA. Um, (laughs) But they have the veterans who are just here 
having a blast, don't care about the money, just came to Philly because they love Doc. They wanted to be role players. They wanted to try to win a title. So it probably won't all show up in our first showdown on Wednesday night. But hopefully when you all come to Philly in the new year, it will because really fun team. The guys really like each other. And so far they have not seem distracted whatsoever by Ben Simmons not being here and then being here and then not being here. They're just having a blast with each other. And when they play well, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. And that was kind of the tone of the team uh, when the Ben Simmons thing was happening at the start of the season. They were like, look, man, if he's not going to be here, we're just going to go play. That's all we can do is try to win with the guys who are here in-house. And I just want to hit on one more guy that you mentioned there on the way out, Seth Curry. I saw a note the other day, and I'm not sure if it's still the same because games are being played. But at one point a couple of days ago, he was the only player in the NBA who was 50-40-90 for this season. How about the year he's having? He is playing sensational, and I just remember the last couple of years when Warriors fans were saying, come on, bring him to the Bay, bring him back, let's have Steph and Seth playing together. I so respect and understand why he didn't want to do that, right? Because he wanted to have his own shine. So to see him slowly but surely come into his own, I mean, he's already closed out a couple of games for the Sixers with big-time buckets. And the interesting thing is, as you mentioned, his percentages are really high, but he's one of the best mid-range guys right now in the NBA. I think going into last night's game, he was six or seven. He's shooting almost 60% from mid-range. One of his moves, because we all know he's going to shoot the three, is to pump fake and then step inside and kind of drop a 17-footer. So looks different than Steph. Again, my partner Allah says he reminds him more of Dell than Steph reminds him of Dell. But he is a big piece of the success of the Sixers team so far. He's averaging a career high when it comes to points, over 16 points a game. He came into this year, I think, averaging around 12. So he is just kind of as Steph is continuing to grow as a player. Steph is doing the same thing. And uh, I'm really hoping that he's healthy and out there tomorrow night so that he can show that to all of you. It's a bummer that you're not going to be out here, that we're not going to see you for Thanksgiving, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just so great that you're calling the game still from Philadelphia. So cool. I mean, I imagine you pinch 12-year-old Kate Scott and tell her you're calling a, a game mm-hmm. for the 76ers against the Warriors. That's got to be one of the coolest things. So, so happy to talk to you. Keep following your success. Keep following the dream and punching away at those glass ceilings, and we'll, uh, we'll get you on again soon. Kate, thanks so much. That's the plan, Cope. Thanks so much, man. And uh, just tonight, go Sixers. Great stuff from Kate Scott, uh, the Bay Area kid calling the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, going to be really cool to have her on the Philly broadcast on Wednesday night. Tonight from Chase Center, Warriors and the 76ers. I imagine when they scheduled this game on Thanksgiving Eve, they were hoping they were going to get a Steph Curry against Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid matchup. Not the case this time around. No Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons, but Steph Curry will likely be out there continuing what's already been a hot MVP-like season for number 30. Thank you to Kate. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We are off on Friday. We are off on Monday so that you and your family can celebrate Thanksgiving. We can celebrate Thanksgiving with our families. And then we will be back with you on Wednesday of next week. We can talk 49er football, see what happens against the Minnesota Vikings this week. Also, we can talk Warrior basketball. And we've definitely got to get in to some of the signings the Giants have made. Anthony DiSclefani coming back on a three-year deal. Alex Wood sounds like he's He's going to return to the Giants, and we can talk about all the other free agent acquisitions across the Hot Stove League when we return next Wednesday. Until then, enjoy the weekend, enjoy your Thanksgiving, be safe, we'll talk to you then.